This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What happens when you put a career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. I'm Jill Devine and welcome to Two Kids and a Career. This week's guest not unlike many other guests I've had in the past, is a stranger to me. I'm so excited to learn more about Arlene Brown. Let me explain how I got in connection with Arlene. So in season one, episode nine, I had Rachel Sauter on. Rachel is a boutique owner locally, and we connected big time just by going into her boutique because of the way that she treats and empowers women. And we just had to talk about that. So anyway, Rachel came on season one, episode nine. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. And then not too long after she was on the podcast, she sent me a text and she said, you have to meet my friend Arlene. And I said, okay, who's Arlene? And she said, oh my gosh, she's incredible. She is one of the owners of Robust, which we'll talk about that. She said she is a mom. She's juggling all kinds of things. But most importantly, and this is what got you in, Arlene, you love the podcast. And she said, you just really should talk to her. You will love having her on. So I said, let's do it. Let's get Arlene on. And Arlene, welcome. Let me just say, any friend of Rachel's is a friend of mine. Thank you, Jill. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Tell me about Robust. Tell me how that all started. Let's just take it back to the beginning. Gosh, it seems like it was so long ago. It was about 12 years ago. And I tell you, some of it's been a blur. But um, we opened our first location, which is our only location now in Webster Groves. Okay. And it was really kind of like the new frontier there. I mean, there was really hardly any other restaurants there, maybe one or two other restaurants in the in the old Webster area. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So tell me what Robust is all about for those that aren't familiar with it. Well, Robust is a wine bar restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you had me a wine. <laughs> um, my husband, his name is Stanley, and he's a certified sommelier and oh. a certified a specialist of wine. Okay. So that's kind of the background there. In addition to opening up this restaurant with your husband, you're also a mom. Tell me about your kiddos. Molly, she's 14, and Max, he is 10, almost 11. I want to first start with, I recently posted pictures like every mom did for Halloween, and you commented on it, uh, my two little girls, Mm -hmm. and you said, I miss this age. I do. And I wanted your advice from where I am right now because you hear all the time, life is too short, time flies. I 100% agree with that. But at the same time, my struggle right now is with them being so little, there are times I want to fast forward, if that makes sense, to get out of certain things that are difficult and hard. 
But then I know I'm going to be where you are and say, gosh, I do miss those sleepless nights. Well, will I? Well, I don't know about that. Well, let me <laughs> let me stop you right there. First of all, um, those difficult spots that you're talking about there, it's still difficult every year. They make it older. They make it easier to to take care of. Maybe they can start taking care of themselves, but it's hard in a different way. There's so many different things that happen, especially when they're tweens and teenagers. And I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> so that's where I'm like, what do I do? How do I settle my brain in the moment? And it's something I've always tried to work on, being present in the moment. And so when it's difficult, I try to tell myself, okay, in 10 years, they may not want you. Or there's not going to be any rocking to sleep. And sometimes it's just very hard to do that. I got really lucky, I have to say. I feel like my whole life has been so crazy and busy and stressed all the time. And I don't know, for whatever reason, my kids are great and like not difficult. I mean, sure, they might, they might have a little bit of fighting every once in a while, but they're good students and they're good people. They're kind kids. I'm really, I feel like it's, they're like my pride and joy. And I know every parent says that, but, right. but I think of all the things that I've accomplished so far in life, they are everything to me. It's just hard season, I guess, that I'm in. I just feel, I feel a little in the weeds. Yeah. And, and how old are they again? I forget. So the oldest is three and the youngest is 10 months. Oh, I love three. Tell me what <laughs> you love about three. I love three. <laughs> I mean, they're just starting to be little people. I will say it is fun. I, I don't understand. I don't think anybody can understand the emotional things they go through and how giving them a fork instead of a spoon can just set a just downward spiral. <laughs> but it is fun to hear the different things that come out of her mouth or to watch right now imaginary play. Oh, it's the best. And to listen to the conversations and some of the conversations you're like, oh, uh-oh, we need to be careful about what we say. <laughs> and then some you're just like, this is so cute and sweet. So cute. Oh, uh, wait till they get a little bit older and they do that together. That imaginary play is so much fun. And I think that that's maybe, I've had quite a few people say that to me, that when they get to be, let's say, four and two, maybe five and three, that it's a really fun thing to see. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what I want. Maybe I just want to fast forward a little bit and I just, I need to stop. I just need to focus on right now. I'm trying. Just, and the other thing is, oh my gosh, get as many cuddles as you possibly can because they get big and then you can't cuddle them anymore. Even though I try to cuddle my 10 year old, <laughs> it's embarrassing really. I keep telling them, I said, I, I think, Lou, she did something the other day. Oh, she was scratching her arm or something. And I said, is everything okay? Do you need something to put on your arm? And she goes, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay, mom. Mom, I'm okay. I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep asking you for the rest of your life. So just simmer it down. And we always joke and my husband always laughs about it. He's like, oh, girls, yeah. <laughs> just get ready because she's she's in it. She's going to smother you. And I will. I'll smother them. That's what I love. I still do that. Okay. All right. Back to the beginning of this episode where I mentioned how I now know you. And that is through Rachel Sauter. Again, she was on season one, episode nine. It was a two-part conversation. And she is the owner of Leopard Boutique. She said that you two had a conversation and you explained to her how much you loved hearing her episode and you loved listening to the podcast. 
And so I wanted to get your opinion a little bit more about it as someone that I've never met, a complete outsider, as to why you wanted to be a part of it and, and what you like about this podcast. I think it gives you a chance to be real in a totally different way. Yeah. There are no cameras. You know, I think that's one of the things that kind of stresses me out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a conversation. And you're right. Even though I was so nervous coming in. And that's what's so great about this, what I love. I have women reaching out to me and they'll say, well, what do you want to talk about? And I say, well, what do you want to talk about? And it's just more of a conversation and see what happens and see where we go. Because there's something that you're experiencing that maybe I'm not. And vice versa. And then there's somebody I hope is listening and they can say, I totally understand with what Arlene is going through or what Jill's going through. So that's what I like about not really knowing what we're going to talk about to see what's going to happen. Being a working mom Mm -hmm. and 12 years ago, man, how old were they? You just told me their ages. They were little itty bitty. Yes. Yes. Did you handle that? Because I'm trying to stay away from the word balance because I'm learning balance is not a great word. No, my life is not balanced. There's nothing about my life that has ever been balanced. And I, I sort of feel like I'm a workaholic, to be completely honest. And it's not a good thing. I mean, it's, Do you think your kids notice? Yes. They do? <laughs> yes. What they do they definitely, say? Well, they, I mean, or maybe they just hear me talking about how busy I am. Okay. And I, but I hear them all the time saying, oh, mom, you work all the time. Mom works all the time. She works really hard. She works all the time. Well, how does that make you feel, though? Because... Well, it makes me... I mean, I have to say that I'm glad that they see how hard I work because it'll, it teaches them life lessons. I'm sad when they feel like they're not with me enough, but they tell me they spend a lot of time with me. Mom, you spend time with me. And I do because it's important to me to do that, but it's not all the time. So you don't feel like they're missing out. Like you can have those conversations with them and they understand. Yes. Okay. So that's important right there. Mm -hmm. Just to be able to have the conversation and say, all right, do you feel like you're missing your mom? And if they were to say yes, then I'm sure that you make up for it. Absolutely. It's so hard because I hear women saying, I'm not going to apologize to my kids for doing what I love because Mm -hmm. I want them to do what they love. It's just a matter of trying to figure out how to work it all together. And I just think that that's that's a hard struggle in itself. Like, how? How do you do it? That's why I'm so not good with the word balance because I don't think that there is a a balance. Well, and that's the other thing. So, and we didn't have this conversation before, but I have other businesses that I – Okay. So I have also a, like a strategic communications business, believe it or not. And I work with um, two main clients who I love, like love them. They're amazing. And one is a film production company and the other is a photographer. Okay. So that takes up a lot of my time too. So I really am busy. Really, really busy. Really busy. Mm-hmm. Really, really, <laughs> really yeah. busy. How yeah. did you get... In here, how did I snag you? I don't know, um, but I'm I'm happy to be here. I mean, really, I, this was important, so I wanted to be here. But yes, so uh, let me talk about that a little bit because it does kind of stress me out to the point where I sometimes I don't see my kids for a couple of days, but I do come back and you know try very hard to make time for them. 
but it's hard. But they see me and I we talk about things and they know when I'm having a bad day or they know, oh, leave mom alone. Let mom rest because she's been really busy and she's been working really hard. And it's it's day and night kind of work. It's you know, it's not it's not just seven to three, yeah. eight to four, nine to five. It's, it's all the time, all the time. That is a really big struggle when you have to be away from your kids. Do you find it to be a little bit easier now that they're older than yes. when they were younger? Okay. Yes. Because they can communicate and understand? Yes. When they were little, I mean, even then I was really busy. And we also had lots of events that we went to at night um, besides work. And But I feel like they didn't notice it as much because they were little. You mm-hmm. know, they had people to take care of them. They had my family that would great babysitters, everything. So I don't feel like they felt it as much. But now that they're older, they see it all. So they see the failures. They see all the, see all the successes. They see the happy, the sad. Because I can't hide it. And I, I don't want to hide it, really. We shouldn't hide it. Mm-hmm. They should know. And that's one of my things is I just always want to be honest with my kids and have those tough conversations and just talk about things that maybe wasn't talked about with me or oh. just to be a little bit more open. And I think about some of those things going down a completely different path. You know, some of the the birds and bees talk. How <laughs> the heck am I going to do that? But I that's the one thing as a mom that I want to do. I want to be open and honest and say we can talk about anything. And that's the other thing. I always think about, well, how early is it to talk about this? How early is it to talk about that? And and some people will say you just talk about it. Just talk about it, even if they don't understand. So I'm tra- the birds and the bees conversation with my daughter. I think when she started asking me questions, I just answered said, them. Yeah, I answered them. We went into the other room, and I think it was her bedroom. And I said, "Okay, this is what you want to know. This is what I'm going to tell you." And so I just ta- and I was very matter of fact about it. It was not, um, you know, there wasn't a book. I didn't do. I just talked to her about it. This is exactly how it happens. Did she tell you if she felt weird by it or? happy that you discussed it with her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get this fear of them going, oh, my gosh, you need to stop. You need to stop talking. But I want to be the one that gives them that information. You know, I think what you should do, I mean, honestly, is, keep, you know, talk to them now. Have little conversations, little private secret type conversations mm-hmm. so they feel comfortable and safe when they yeah. about anything. So, I mean, you need to keep that conversation open now when they're little yeah I think that that's what we take for granted that even though they're little they still get it oh my gosh they get everything they see everything they hear everything they feel everything (laughs) they know if you're like fighting with your husband Mm -hmm. they can feel it yes they absolutely can I learned that the hard way I mean I they would tell my my parents (laughs) so they would go over to the grandparents house and say oh mommy did this with dad you know and yeah, mm-hmm. so it was. They're oh. little tattletales. Yeah, <laughs> they little sure tattletales. are. And I and I think about that too. I think about making sure how Brian and I present ourselves together in front of them is very, very important. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about any advice that you have for me, for any mom listening, or anything that you feel needs to be talked about that maybe I haven't talked about. One thing that keeps our family really close and really strong. Um, is that we spend time together as a family, just the four of us. And so if it means going to dinner or going to play a game or even just board games, but you have to do something just the just the family unit mm-hmm. and not include anyone else because that's what's most important. 
mean, I love family. And I, I know I had such a great upbringing with my parents and my siblings that this was really important to me yeah. to spend time with my, my kids and my husband. I say sometimes when there's certain things that maybe I could be a part of, I'm like, you know where I need to be? Home is where I need to be. And that's that's where I want to be at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing is you can say no. Mm-hmm. You you can definitely say no to things. You can say no. Um, but I I am will be the first to tell you that I didn't for a long time. A long time. And I still have a hard time saying no. But I do. Because you want to please other people or is it is it you? It's definitely me. I think that I want to be so much. I want to be everything to everyone, but it's not, you know what I mean? It makes me feel good to be able to do those things. That makes me happy. That gives me a lot of confidence. And I want to show my children that that's what they should do too. Well, I don't think that there's anything wrong with doing something that brings you happiness and confidence if you are able to meet the needs of everything that you want to meet the needs of. Arlene, are you? (laughs) So, So here's the thing is that, That lifestyle, what I'm talking about, I mean, I think it's crazy. I don't know why I'm this way. And it's not sustainable. I mean, I I can go weeks. I was just thinking about this the other day. I worked for probably six weeks straight without a day off. And I almost lost it. Like, I mean, I used to be able to go four days and then like all day long, every day, you know, for four days straight. And then, oh, take a break. And I was going really fast and really intensely. And I did a great job. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm so proud of how, Mm -hmm. what a great job I did. And it just was not, it's not sustainable. I mean, I'm exhausted. I'm still exhausted. I was thinking, no joke, just the other day, we are having a lot of illness in the house with the youngest one being in daycare. They're both at school, but I just, the youngest one, since it's new to her. And just the other day, having to take her to the doctor, and I was driving, and I said to myself, how are you not in tears? You are just so exhausted. I mean, I was having this conversation seriously with myself, like, you're so exhausted. You're worried about the health of your kids. You're worried about the health of yourself, of your husband. You're worried about work. You're worried about trying to get everything done. How are you not losing it? And I did tell myself, you are a strong woman and be proud of that, but you're going to lose it if you don't let it out. Mm-hmm. And I spent quite a few days just crying whenever it felt natural to cry because I knew that that was my way of releasing. But I just also think us women, man, we're just we're just strong. We keep going and going and going. And that's what worries me. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that that wall. And it's it's not fun. And that's it, when you hit that wall, wall. Mm-hmm. big th- and lots of tears. Wall. I mean, I there aren't you know, I mean, if I when I say that I cry all the time it, for everything, you know, like happy, sad, whatever right. it is. And it's, you know, all my friends will be like, oh, shocker, you cried. <laughs> <laughs> but especially like when I watch like my kids performances and parent teacher conversations, right. and like that kind of stuff. That's right. when I cry. But no, I mean, I mean, I'm. I could almost cry right now thinking about just my life in general. and Cry good and bad? Yes, good and bad. Would you share a couple of the good and a couple of the bad? Well, I can say to you, honestly, um, that work is very um, consuming for me. But the reason that I work so hard, and honestly, 
you know, it's really, I'm inspired every day by my kids. And there's nothing that I wouldn't do for them. And so I want to give them all the things that I think they deserve. And so that's why, that's another reason I work so hard. They are such good kids. So if it's something like if they want to do sports, I mean, all these things cost money. All of them. Schools, secondary schools, um, even, you know, college. These are all the things. And they're good kids. And so for me to not work hard and try to give them everything that they need, and not everything that they want, but everything that they need. There's a difference, yeah. Um, and also the, the things, the tools and to make them good people, which I think is, you know, I mean, I think sports are important. I think, you know, books. I mean, every, all those things, the arts, all of those things. I think that's really important. So I try very hard to be able to give them those things. I think, and, and I, I don't mean to make this a therapy session, but <laughs> I think that you got to give yourself a break. Same deal. I just, I want to be able to give them everything that they need. Of course, we want them to have everything they want, too, but that's a whole different story. But you got to take care of yourself, too. I think they see how awesome you are. (laughs) I think they do. They're pretty awesome kids. They really are. Um, And I I say this, and I know that everybody thinks about their kids, uh, same thing about their kids, but I'm really, I feel like that's the one thing I got right in my life. That's a really awesome thing yeah. to that's that's your accomplishment right yeah. there. I've done a lot of great things with work and with the community and I'm proud of those things too. And don't get me wrong. Just that so much of it's driven by them. So much of it. I mean, I I was telling somebody the other day I, and I I literally think about them all day long. Mm-hmm. And not every worrying about what they're doing, but I know that I'm thinking about them and always Everything that I do is kind of driven by that. So, you know, let's go back to why am I here? I'm here because I'm, again, trying to have a real conversation about my life. And I'm here because I love my kids. I think that you being vulnerable, you seem to me to be that strong individual, especially with your job, that Arlene is kicking ass and (laughs) you are making stuff happen. and this is your opportunity to be vulnerable. And I welcome that. Like, I want that for so many women that are listening that want to come on. Like, if this is a therapy session, it's therapy session. We all need it. We can all benefit from it. To just be able to release out there that you're crazy busy and you're working and it happens all the time where you just go, 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 and then you hit a wall, but then you reset. But if that's what drives you and makes you to be the person you are, who am I to argue against that? Right. Um, and I think the other thing is, you know, a lot of people see a lot a lot of my successes and they think, oh my gosh, you just keep going, Arlene. You're so great. You're this, you're that. And oh, how do you do it? How do you always look so good on, on social media? How do you do that with your kids? How you and your husband are... Like, first of all, that's my job. <laughs> that is my job to look great to the public and and to make other people look great, too. It's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. I will say that I had the ladies in from Socially Inspired. They're a digital marketing agency. And they said the same thing. They said, that's our job every day to make things look perfect, to put the filters on, to do this, to do that. When 
at home, we're going through those things on our own personal time. And we're like, oh, that's BS. We know that's BS. We know that that's this and that's this. But they admitted they still fall down the same rabbit hole that the rest of us do, where they do see that picture that they know is just fake, so to speak. And they go, well, how does that happen? Well, how does she get this? How did they do this? And they said they do the same thing. And for me to hear people that are in that industry that are doing it every day to still question things like I question them, it brought me a little bit of peace, if that makes sense, that, okay, now I can start to put on the blinders a little bit and see through things and really, really appreciate when people are totally real. One of the things that I want to be able to do, and who knows if I'll be able to do this, I would like to post a picture of myself with no makeup. I'm not there. I'm not there either. <laughs> so I, mean, I don't know if I'll ever be there. I know. I think that too. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. But I appreciate the women that are putting it out there mm-hmm. and making us talk about it. Right. And saying, we need to do more of that. It takes a lot of guts it because does. this is the other problem. There are a lot of people that hide behind that technology, and it's very easy for them to just one bad comment take everything away. So I think you do have to be in that great mental space to be able to take the filter off, so to speak. You do. You definitely do. I think um, the other thing about that is that sometimes I feel like when things aren't going right in my life, that if I put that out there, it'll make me feel better. And I, I, honest to God, I really feel that way sometimes. Put out that things Some, aren't going right? That or... things are going great because oh. I want them to be that way. Oh, like putting it out in the universe. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting take that mm-hmm. I didn't think about. Yes, because you want to attract the goodness, so you put the goodness out. Well, and listen, we all have our baggage and we have our stuff. Some stuff doesn't need to be out there. Some stuff, it just doesn't. I mean, there's no rule that says you have to let everyone know every single time something in your life goes crazy or it's bad because it could be a teachable moment. No, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that people need to do that. I'm just saying more real. Like, we should sometimes put those funny pictures of the kids crying <laughs> at the professional photo shoot where you're pinching them like, sit up straight, you know? <laughs> right. Stuff like that. Yeah. Because then you can feel like, I'm not alone. Right. I'm not alone in this situation. That's true. Arlene, you've got to come back. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I feel like I have so much more to say, and I feel like I just haven't said it, and I don't know why, but... Well, because it's your first time. Yeah. And it's new, and it's starting to come to you. That's the best part. If you can leave here and say that you have so much more that you want to come back and talk about, we're going to do it because there's somebody else that's listening that's going to benefit from that, too. I think that's great. Thank you for coming on. Oh, Jill, thank you for having me. And I want everyone locally, and if you're not local, when you come to St. Louis, go visit Robust in Webster Groves. Uh, Where should they go on social media or website? Where should they go? Robust Wine Bar. So, Robust wine, wine bar. Yes. And then is it on social too? Yes. Instagram, okay. Twitter. Of course it all is. All of it. All of it. Facebook. <laughs> go have some wine with Arlene. And <laughs> before you go, I just got to say, I already know your kids are great. 
just by the way you're talking about them and the way that you're working so hard for them. So you are instilling some goodness into those kiddos. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review. And don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.